0: We called this series "It Might Get Loud" because we couldn't come up with a better title, and we thought, you know, the response to this series, uh, I think it might. The response to it is we might get loud, and that would be a great thing, and uh, and so it's just uh, it, it's incredible. Um, this series uh, is is something that uh, we have been looking forward to for a very very long time, and I just want to let you know that today. Today is the what, uh, yeah, you're on it. Today is the what, next week is going to be the how, okay? Today is the what, if you're like, that's awesome, how are we going to do that? Come back next week and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, the how next week. And to, to kind of kick off this morning, I want to ask you a question, have you ever seen or felt something that you were afraid the next generation would miss. You ever seen something with your own eyes, been a part of something with your own eyes? You felt it, but you're afraid the next generation's gonna miss it. They're not gonna see it the way you saw it. They're not gonna feel it the way you felt it. And 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 as hard as you you want them to feel it, the, as hard as you want them to, to own it the way you've owned it, it just, there just weren't, They weren't a part of it, and and, and it could be all kinds of different things. I was talking with with my mom, and, you know, she's kind of, she came out of the Depression era, and she saw some things, and she's felt some things that I've never felt, and I've never seen, and I guarantee you, she wishes I had, and as a nation, wouldn't we say wouldn't we say it would be good if we could have actually seen some things with our own eyes and felt some things with our own eyes? Because if we could, then maybe we would be a little bit different. Maybe the level of gratitude would be a little bit different. Maybe we would operate a little bit different. Maybe you've started a business. Maybe you started a business and and, and, and you remember and maybe it was you know, you started a, a, a business, maybe you started a farm, maybe you, you know, started a ranch or whatever it is, you, you, you were a part of something that just started, and, and you poured yourself into that. I mean, you had you had big dreams, you had great big ideas, and you poured all of yourself into it. You had blood, sweat, Tears into that and uh and you didn't know if it was going to happen or not, and financially it was just like oh, i don't know if it's going to happen and 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 you're in this posture of oh god please if if you don't show up it's not going to happen and 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 would you help and and would would you allow this to to be a part and then you kind of get up on your feet and you kind of get rolling and and you start to kind of build some capital and 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 for some of you, maybe you're in a place where you're just like now I, I'm gonna pass it off to maybe someone that's gonna buy it or maybe it was one of my children. And, and, but they weren't in the, in the start of it. They don't have the blood and the sweat and the tears in it like I did. They don't own it like I do. They've never felt it like I felt it. They, it's just kind of been given to them and, and as a result, I'm, I'm afraid they're gonna become complacent. I'm afraid they're, they're not gonna take ownership in it. I'm afraid they're not gonna take it as seriously as I take it. Have you ever seen or felt something that you were afraid the next generation would miss? The same is true with church. The same thing, I mean, there there are thousands and thousands of churches who started with a small group of people that saw something that could be and should be. And they poured their blood, sweat, tears, resources. They took risk. They they sacrificed all kinds of stuff to make it happen. And they probably got to see the works of God with their very own eyes. But then they're afraid that the next generation will come, the next generation, and they're not going to see it. They're not going to feel it. They might just hear the stories of it kind of interesting, it's, it's this generational thing and it was no different back in Joshua's time, it was no different at the beginning of, of uh, the Israelites and that nation and uh, coming out of uh, the, the uh, Egypt and, and kind of forming for the first time uh, nationhood and, uh, and, and Joshua was just a young boy when they were in Egypt, and he got to see the works of God with his very own eyes. He was there. He personally saw it. He felt it, and and he carried that all through his life. And towards the end of his life, you could tell that he was concerned. He was concerned that maybe there would be a generation that would raise up that didn't see the works of God, that wouldn't own it the way he owned it. And he talks about it in Joshua chapter 24, verse 2. He said to all of these leaders that he had gathered, all of these national leaders, and he he gathers them all together and he says, I am now a very old man, which he was, uh, he died when he was 110, so yes, he was a very old man. You have seen everything the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. All of you that I'm speaking to right now, Joshua would say, all of you have personally seen the works of God with your very own eyes. And he kind of takes them back to what uh, God said to them. And uh, he says, when your ancestors cried out to the Lord, God says, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians when you were slaves and and they were mistreating you and and I took you out of that. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them with your very own eyes. There it is. You saw what I did. And then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Yes, they did. Forty, to be exact long time. And he kind of goes on, and after that 40 years, Joshua, and then he took the baton from Moses, and he's kind of the leader. And Joshua has all of this context of seeing the works of God, and he's carrying that with him as a leader. And so, he starts talking to these guys, and he says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. In other words, I, want, I need you to be all in. I need you to be owners. I need you to, 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 to take ownership of the mission. I need you to take ownership of what God has called us to do. You can't have one, wor- one foot planted over here and a different foot planted over here. You gotta choose, And so he says, put away forever the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. And then he says this famous uh, quote, but he says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today, choose today whom you will serve. And as your pastor, I will challenge you with the very same thing. And if you're watching online, I will challenge you with the very same thing. I want you to choose today who you're going to serve. Who's it going to be? In Joshua's context, he's like, hey, would you prefer the gods your ancestors served? You want to go serve them? Then go serve them. Make a choice. Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? You want to go after those? Then go after those. But as for me, and he makes this declaration to which I would tell every single man who is the head of every single household in this room and those of you men who are watching online, I am calling you to raise up and say and declare, but as for me, and not just me, but my family, we will serve the Lord. I'm putting my stake in the ground It's exactly what Joshua was was doing. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And then he begins to remind them of the things that they saw. For the Lord, our God, is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles, where? Before our very eyes. We got to see it. Personally, we felt it. We were there. We were witnesses of it. And as we traveled through the wilderness among our enemies, he preserved us. Guys, do you remember watching the works of God? We have get to see him with our very own eyes. He goes on. The people of Israel served the Lord. Throughout the lifetime of Joshua, after he he kind of raises the bar and says, hey guys, choose who it is you're gonna serve. Either get on or get off, but let's go. Because we got things to do. And so throughout Joshua's lifetime, they served the Lord. And the elders who outlived him served the Lord. This is so interesting. Those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel. It's so interesting. You, you jump over to Judges. This, this is the very end of Joshua. You jump over to Judges, and there's a verse that's very similar to this. In Judges chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. After that, generation had died. Another generation grew up. They hadn't seen the works of God with their very own eyes. They hadn't been a part of it. Oh yeah, they heard the stories. They went to Sunday school They went to Sunday school, they they went to Israelite Sunday school, they heard the stories, they were taught the stories, but they hadn't seen them with their very own eyes. They hadn't personally been a part of something. And so this generation grew up, and they did not acknowledge the Lord, because they didn't own it. They didn't see it. See, they didn't acknowledge the Lord, nor did they remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. You see, if you don't actually see the works of God with your very own eyes, it begins to break down. It it, it doesn't pass on to the next generation. And sometimes I think, you know what? The, the Crossing has always, always believed, we started with this notion that it's not okay. It's not okay for, for our children to go to Sunday school and just read about the stories that happened thousands of years ago when God did some things and, and, and people got to experience it with their very own eyes. We're not okay with that. We want to experience it with our own eyes. Yes, we want to read the stories, but yes, we want to be a part of something. We don't want to just read about it. And if they were still, you know, writing the Bible, we would want to be a part of it. We would want someone to say, and the crossing. The crossing got to see the works of God with their very own eyes. And they continued to position themselves in a way that they weren't okay. Just saying, you know what? We, we risked a bunch of stuff on the front end and we got to see the works of God for a long time and then you know what? We just sat, sat back, we were fat and happy and said, we're good, we're done. Let's just take it easy now. We have never, ever wanted to do that. We have always said, we want to continue to see the works of God with our very own eyes. And I'm telling you, we Have gotten to see the works of God with our very own eyes. We have been able to see hundreds and hundreds of people go public with their faith, and we could only find half of the pictures. I'm just telling you. And we could say, Good job good job let's just let's just be happy now and 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 be a church that just kind of sings some songs and has a sermon goes home and and does whatever else we want to do and god's just something on a shelf and jesus is something that i have on a shelf and and i pull him out whenever i get in trouble and i really pull him out when You know, I really want him to build my kingdom for me. But I'm not really interested in wholeheartedly jumping into something to where, you know what, it's going to cost me some things. It's going to sacrifice, it's going to cause me to sacrifice some things that, you know what, but in order for us to continue to see the works of God, we are going to have to continue to think way bigger than we have ever thought that we are going to continue to have to sacrifice together, that we are going to continue to have to serve together, that we are going to have to continue to position ourselves in, before God in such a way that it just says, oh God, if you don't show up, this is going to be a train wreck. That we would position ourselves, that, that we would actually take more risk than we have ever taken You know, in the beginning, it was easy to take risk. You know why? Because we didn't have anything to lose. Now we have some stuff to lose. And so it's harder to take risk. But if we want to continue to see the works of God with our very own eyes, we are going to have to take risk. And so crossing... Do you want to see the works? Those of you in this section over here, do you want to see the works of God with your very own eyes? That's actually a question. Do you? Yeah? Do you guys over here? Jeez, there's more people sitting over there or (laughs) something going on. Hey, how about you guys online? You want to see the works of God with your very own eyes? You got to yell it as loud as you can. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I heard it. I heard it. Good job. See, if, you, if we want to see the works of God with our very own eyes, then we have to position ourselves in that way, take risk in that way, and just say, God, we want to step into what it is that we feel like you're calling us to do. And so, the leadership of the crossing has been praying about this for so long, and we have been looking for so long. And God has made it very obvious to us of what the next step is for the crossing to be in a position where not only us as adults could experience and see personally the works of God with our very own eyes, but the children coming up, those of you with young children. Could see, They could see the works of God with their very own eyes the same way that my children have been able to grow up and see the works of God. So are you ready for the big announcement? Yeah. All right, here we go. is cool if we our next great big hairy audacious goal is a... hey. crossing in obedience to what we feel like God is calling us to do. We are going to launch what we are hoping that we can launch many, many more in rural communities because God has uniquely positioned us in a place to do this and so we would like to launch a campus in Cozad, Nebraska. And I'm telling you what, to do this, it will it will put us in a position to where we say, Oh God, if you don't show up, it just, it is the hardest place to be. It is the sweetest place to be. And, and, and so, you know, in, in, true, in true crossing form, it is going to be thinking big. It is a God sized goal. It's gonna require us to take risk like we've never taken risk before. It is gonna require all of us to sacrifice. It's going to require, and I tell you what, I remember the days, and some of you were a part of that, when you were, we were setting up and tearing down for 10 years, and you're just like, is it, is it Sunday again? It's hard. It's going to require us to focus, focus outside of us to see people in our mission of seeing people meet, follow, and love Jesus. Because the instant we become more concerned about just keeping people than reaching people, it's the beginning of the end. And may that not be the case as long as we are a part and we are a part of this church. And may it position us in a place where we are dependent on God crossing so that we can see the works of God with our very own eyes. And that will cause it and cause us to get really loud.